Hey, y'all. Alexa here. I have my husband, Ryan, here with me again this week. Hey. And today I'm going to be telling him about the Delphi murders. So this is a pretty recent case. It starts on February 12th, 2017. 14-year-old Liberty German, who went by Libby, and 13-year-old Abby Williams were at a sleepover at Libby's house. There was no school due to built-in snow days um, that weren't used because they had a very mild winter. Also takes place in Indiana. Got to tell you that. So Do they have extreme winters in Indiana? I mean, I feel like it's probably pretty snowy. I don't know. I mean, we have built-in snow days here, and it's not like we get crazy crazy weather either. That's true. Okay. So they decided to have a sleepover at Libby's house. Uh, These two were best friends. They were both in eighth grade. They both played volleyball. Also both played the alto saxophone in band. Abby loved to do anything outdoors, swimming, camping, little outdoors woman. Um, And Libby was known to like leave little sticky notes for her friends and family, like encouraging things or just like little notes of gratitude and stuff. That day, or I should say the next day when they woke up from their sleepover on the February 13th, um, they asked if they could go uh, to the Monin High Bridge, which was a popular hangout for kids their age. They were told, yes, they could go as long as they could, you know, find a ride there and find a ride back. Wait, two middle school girls just have to find a ride to some place in Illinois (laughs) by themselves? Yes. And this is okay? Normal? Well... They asked her sister, like her older sister, if she could take him. And then her dad like confirmed that he could pick him up. So it wasn't like find a like Uber. Yeah. Like okay. hitch your ride, put your thumb out. You know, just like, yeah, go ask your sister. I'm not taking you. You know, go. I'm, you know, I'm busy. You can find somebody else to take you. Cool. Okay. So at around 1.30, Libby's older sister, Kelsey, picks up the girls to take them uh, over to the high bridge. And Libby calls her dad to confirm that he can pick them up. And he says, you know, he's doing some stuff. In about two hours, he'll be done. So he'll pick them up then. There was no confirmed time. He was just said that, you know, I'll call you when I'm headed that way. And you can, you know, meet me where you got picked up, uh, dropped off at. So at around 1.40, Kelsey drops the girls off. Uh, she doesn't notice anything unusual or see anybody lingering around or anything she walks or she watches um as the girls walk and you know to see that they're getting on the trail so the girls start walking uh down the trail and they shortly make it to the bridge so at about 205 libby uploads a photo of the bridge to her snapchat story it's just a picture like you know super artsy like a vantage point of the bridge um at 207 she adds another photo to her story of abby walking on the bridge so sometime after the snaps were uploaded, Libby starts taking video, like, on her cell phone. Like, they're just goofing around. They're, you know, two teenage girls just doing what teenage girls do. So, um, around 3.11, Derek, who is Libby's dad, uh, tries to call her to let them know that he was getting close to start heading back, you know, to get picked up. But Libby didn't answer. So, at about 3.14, he pulls into the parking lot and doesn't see the girls. So, he tries to call Libby again, but she doesn't answer. He knows that she doesn't typically ignore calls or text um so he parks the car and starts to walk down the trail to look for the girls he sees a man on the trail kind of where the trail splits in different directions and he asks if he's seen two girls on the trail the man said that uh there were a couple on the bridge but he hasn't seen any anywhere else so he heads that way around uh 3 30 he didn't see the girls on the bridge so he calls his mom becky to have her try to contact them his mom so his mom so her grandma. grandma yes um and her aunt tara was also there when 
he called Becky. So they're both, you know, trying to call and text and everything. Nothing. Um, so around 4 p.m., family members come to the trail to start helping search. They try calling Libby's phone on the trail to see if, you know, they hear it ringing anywhere. They never heard it. So Derek then calls AT&T and asks them to ping her location, but they said they couldn't do it for legal reasons, which I don't understand because I would assume he's the one on the phone. Yeah, he... It would be his phone. He bill. pays for the bill and their minors. Otherwise, I, you'd think that it'd have to be court order. Yeah, like if it was just your friend who went missing, but like it's literally mm. your child. They're under your name. That's your phone. But yeah, it's technically your phone. Mm-hmm. But they said they couldn't. So he was like, okay, like what about find my iPhone? And uh, But because Libby didn't have that app installed on her phone, they couldn't use that either mm-hmm. to locate her. So at 520, the family calls the police to report Libby and Abby as missing. At 525, Libby's grandma, Becky, was finally able to get in touch with Abby's mom, Anna, who has been at work and she was unable to check her phone. So she had no idea what was even going on. So they go together to the police station to make a statement. At 6 p.m. a massive police-led search begins. Uh, The family had been posting on social media and stuff so people saw that they were missing so a ton of volunteers came and there's actually like an FBI agent who was in town like visiting family or something and he heard about it so he came to help search too and that's how the FBI even became like involved in the case because typically they have to be invited by the local law enforcement but because he was there and he just offered his services you know they were like yeah you know come help. Yeah. So what about the man on the trail? People refer to him as flannel shirt guy. And he was, you know, cleared. He has nothing to do with it. Basically, that's his only role in this whole story. So he just, he was an innocent bypass. Yeah, he was just an innocent bystander who basically said, saw two girls on, like, on the bridge. Maybe go check that out. I don't know. I don't know exactly who you're looking for, but there's girls there. Yeah. Um, around the time volunteers came to a uh, search is when Kelsey showed the police Libby's Snapchat story. Like, hey, we know they made it to the bridge mm-hmm. at, you know, 205 and 207. She posted to her story. And then that's it. Like Nobody, you know, heard from her again. And it was only, what, an hour and some minutes later that her dad came, you know, to, or tried to call even to pick her up. At midnight, the search was called off because it was too dark to continue searching. Um, and they said that the search will resume in the morning. But some family members stayed to search anyway. The next day on February 14th, the search continued and some search volunteers followed some footprints that they saw and they ended up finding two bodies um, after the bodies were found. More investigation, they found a girl's undergarments, a shoe, and cigarette butts near where the bodies were found. On 2 p.m. that day, police held a press conference to say that the bodies had been found 50 yards away from Deer Creek, but they didn't confirm that it was Abby and Libby. They did say that the deaths were a result of foul play when asked what made them think that they replied just the way the bodies were found. That's all I can say about it at this point in time. They didn't give any other information. Um, the next day, the autopsies were performed and the authorities then officially confirmed that it was those of um, Abby Williams and Liberty German and it was being investigated as a double homicide. To this day, autopsy reports are completely sealed and they have never revealed how the girls were murdered. Jeez. Nothing. Like they never said. Strangulation, gunshot, stab, nothing. Nobody knows anything about how they died. Even the family members? Um, I don't know. That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It must have been pretty 
horrific. I don't know why you'd even keep that suit. Yeah. Maybe so because they're miners. It's, I don't know. It's typical like for law enforcement to keep certain details like close to the vest, close to the chest, yeah. however you want to say it. Because like when they get a suspect in and he knows something, you know, like they're like, oh, we never release that to the public. Only the killer would know that. So they do try to keep certain details. Close to the vest. The cheesy dad joke cop dad joke. I think that's actually what it is. Well, it's close to the chest. I think it's but... close to the vest. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I said it because I've heard it both ways. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. That's why I said it both ways. So, um, some cheesy police. <laughs> <laughs> like a bad joke. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, um, so it's you know it's typical for them to do that, but they would also typically say how they died. At least they were shot, but you don't have to say what kind of gun they were shot with or where they were shot or same with, you know, they're sad. You don't have to say how many times or where or what, you know what I mean? Well, it makes sense not to say those things if it's ongoing, but after, if, when the case is closed, you think that information will come out. Right. So this case is still open. Mm, well, so, that's not, that yeah. might be why. But it's still interesting to me that they haven't said anything. Yeah, that's true. That's, I feel like I've never heard that before. Like no details at all. Mm-hmm. On February 22nd, a voice voice recording was released in hopes that somebody would recognize the voice. I'm literally not even going to play you that original because it sounds like straight static and I don't know how they thought that would help with all due respect. So, But I will play you the one that they re-released. Um, where did they get the recording? So when they released it, they never really said where they got it, how they got it, what it was, but just you wait. So on July 17th, keep in mind this happened on like in February. Mm-hmm. So this is now July. The police released a composite sketch that was drawn based on eyewitness accounts of a hiker scene uh, that day that the girls were murdered. So I'm going to show you the initial sketch that was drawn. Okay. So it's kind of an older man, big nose, facial hair, wearing kind of like what I would call like a paper boy hat from like the 30s. <laughs> Painter hat? I don't know what people call those. And he's wearing a hoodie. He's kind of got long-ish, shaggy hair. Definitely looks like an older man. How old would he say? He looks like 40s. Uh, Yeah, late 40s. Yeah. That was released. They asked for any tips. And then that was it. Until April 19th of 2019. Well, it's two years, right? Initially it was 2017. Yeah. So this was two years later. The police say that they're going in a new direction and they release a video of a man walking on on the bridge. This is what they released. They actually released a video of him walking also. That's crazy. Where does this come from, you wonder? So then they really, or they confirm what people suspected that Libby had taken this on her cell phone. Mm. It's obviously speculated. Like, remember when I said they were, they had their phone out, they were just goofing off, being two teenage girls. Well, it's speculated that this man, like, approached them or started to walk towards them on the bridge. And they got the heebie-jeebies, you know, like something's not right. We don't know, you know, if he started talking to them or if he, you know, was saying stuff inappropriate or if they were just like, we're by ourselves here and this man's walking towards us. I've also heard that these girls, they both were into true crime. So they kind of, you know. Trying to document. Yeah. So they had, you know, and she had the state of mind to know, you know, something may happen here. I'm a, or even if it's just a, oh, I'm going to take this picture. I'm going to tell people how creepy this man was. Yeah, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe so she just, didn't know what was happening. She was just... It's just speculation that this was off her phone? No, it's confirmed. Confirmed. That this was... But they can, but the police then confirmed what people had suspected gotcha. Gotcha. this whole time. And they do have the video, and it shows him walking. And so they released that, like, you know, do you recognize this man? 
Obviously, you can't see his face very well, but that's where they, you know, because the police have had that this whole time. But they're, mm-hmm. so this is also something that's kind of caused some, I don't know what you want to call it. Like in the case of like, why did you wait two years yeah. to release that? Like that's insane. Probably afraid he would see it and be alerted to it. Maybe. So maybe. But then they also released an updated sketch. Very much different. So, yeah. So, they went in a new direction. So, this was the first one. And then they went to that. A much younger man. It looks like maybe curly hair. Noses are completely different. He's clean shaven. Not wearing a hat. Not really wearing the hoodie. Completely different. So, they also released like an extended version of the initial recording. And I will play that for you now. This isn't walking across the bridge. Separate recording? This is, I so I don't think it was ever confirmed if, well, like if he was when, like the video that they showed of him walking down the bridge was when he said this, or if this is a set, they haven't said anything. And they mm. have said they have more video and they have more voice recording. And all they've released was the man saying four words and they won't release the rest. That's nuts. And nobody knows why. So here's... Especially since we know it was off Off of her phone. Exactly. So it kind of repeats itself because it is only four words and they wanted people to hear what it is. So it'll repeat itself, but I'm going to let the whole thing play. So this is from the actual FBI website. Here we go. You also saw the video of him walking. So they're like, why does he have that gait? Is he limping, you know, or what? But a lot of people say that it's not a limp, that it's an old bridge and that oh, it's yeah. uneven. Swing. And so he's probably watching his step, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a swinging bridge. It was just a, a long bridge, yeah. you know, um, non-swinging bridge. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's still uneven planks and whatnot. So um, so they released that to see, you know, does anybody recognize the way this man walks or so here, this is a picture of the bridge. So it's literally just I think it's like an old railroad, something or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can tell, I mean, oh, yeah. if it's railroad ties, they're not going to yeah. be even. He's probably stepping over it or he was initially walking straight and, you know, he was just changing his path or you know moving his leg in a way as to not trip over an uneven railroad tie you know yeah so those four words and obviously it sounds like he's telling those girls go down the hill go down the hill yeah like get off the bridge get off this path and he's like guiding them somewhere else Mm-hmm. And we don't know what else is on there. We I th- feel like I saw that they confirmed that like the crime itself is not recorded. You know, she probably stopped. That was probably like in her pocket. Yeah. And that's why it's kind of staticky and it kind of sounds like there's rustling around. So probably. if that's the case, I feel like he would have had to be super close for it to even pick up that well, mm-hmm. you know, and also assuming that he didn't know that she was taking those videos because yeah. there's no way her, she was holding her phone. And right. He's and it. he's just like in his face, you know, like I'm yeah. recording you because otherwise I feel like he would have taken her phone, smashed it, you know, mm-hmm. delete, just deleted the video, something. So the only current lead uh, is a man named Charles Eldridge. He was arrested on January 8th, 2018 for child molestation and solicitation. Apparently, like, he kidnapped a nine-year-old girl and, like, tied her up in his basement. And police were doing, I guess, like, a canvas search. And they just knocked on his door and asked to search his house. And then he's like, okay. And then they find the girl in his basement. (laughs) I don't know. Kind of nuts. But they, but thank goodness, you know, she was alive and everything. And they say that pretty much the only link right now is his strong resemblance to the sketch. That's pretty much it. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just the best guess that he might have committed those. And I mean, they've, and I don't even think they 
have any other reason to believe he did except for another as close yeah close he, he kind of looks yeah similar area he looks close to the sketch similar crime or age of the yeah i mean victim. she's nine the other you know libby and abby were 13 and 14 but the police do believe that um whoever did this is a local and that he's hiding in plain sight and that he's familiar with Delphi because it is a small town that, you know, he was able to get to the bridge, away from the bridge, you know, do his thing, know exactly where he was going without yeah. causing or uh, calling attention to himself. Mm-hmm. There was also like a car scene in a parking lot near the trail. I think it was parked at like noon and then disappeared around five. Um, and they were trying to find the owner of that car. Like maybe that's where they parked, you know, away from everybody else. But there were no leads on that either. The police also said that they had DNA from the scene, but they won't say if it's the offender's DNA or or not. They're not, they're not saying anything, but they pretty much said like at any crime scene, you're going to have DNA and just yeah, laughed yeah. at that. But it's like, yeah, so just don't even say anything. If it's the girls, you know, yeah, it's theirs. That's obvious you have the girl's DNA. Yeah. Because you found the girl's body. And they also have cigarette butts. So I wonder if that's where the DNA came from. But obviously, if they have the DNA, you know, you, they would have ran it. And yeah, it wouldn't be anybody in the system. Yeah. Or anybody. So a non-previous offender, at least known for a, a, a felony. felony. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's all they have on the case of Abby Williams and Liberty German. It's just literally insane. That It's just insane. Yeah. They have video and evidence. They have voice. In a small town. And in, a small town. In Indiana in 2017. And, and just imagine, like, if she hadn't done that. Like, yeah, what would they have? So dead case almost. Yeah. So it's amazing that she even thought to do that. Mm-hmm. Sad that she thought to do that. But also really good, you know, that she thought to do that. So that's it. If you'd like to support our show, um, if you could... Comment, review, subscribe, all the things. It all helps out a lot. And tune in next week for another episode of Murder in the Mountains. See ya.